All right, Mr. Petru. So we've come to almost the end because today we're just going to talk about the final four NCAA. So I'm glad you could join me again for this episode of the new show season two. Um, let's get uh, let's get it rolling. All right, so um, so let me ask you, how you doing? Are you excited? Not excited? Melancholic about the about the upcoming Final Four? Um, I'm pretty melancholic and deflated and um, and more globally probably than just D three, but the D three stuff. Um, as I was sharing with you, I feel like, um, I don't know, you know, part of it too is that the, the old site that you're trying to partially replace is, it's so disconcerting to, I always start there, I I think other people go Mm. straight to the boards, but I start with that home page of, you know, that has the thing you always have, that little yellow square. Yeah, yeah. Um, and every time that was I my there, way. Every time, like I would go D three yeah. soccer, and that was my way every time. Yeah. So it's a it's a reminder that every time I go there, it's a reminder that that's done. Like there's nothing. Yeah. There. So it's still yeah. useful, but it's also, um, and then just the overall, like I I told, like I absolutely love doing this. Um, the board stuff I'm more ambivalent about because of my little, I don't even understand the little, I mean, I feel like I... Triple secret probation? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like there's like two or three or four of us who yeah contribute a lot and sort of, you know, so it's easy to get a little bit resentful about, you know, mm. I try to post some real stuff or yeah authentic stuff and then... Um, I don't know, and people are so everything feels so combative, and even with the teams, like yeah. all these little battles with Nesk. Like I'm so sick of, I'm sick of what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. behind me. Yeah. The whole Nescak <laughs> thing, and all of the, all of the ways that we other other people and other things and other programs mm-hmm. and other people and other culture. I mean, all of that is just like, and I mentioned to you, I think some of it is exacerbated by the fallout from COVID that we don't even realize all the ways that that's Mm -mm. impacted us. Um, I've said for some time now, one of my theories that I don't talk about on the channel um, because it's not appropriate, but I, I've said that our biggest problem culturally, societally, whatever, is that we as a species haven't caught up to the technology at our disposal and we're 50 years behind. So all this social media stuff, we have no comprehension of how to deal with in a proper way because we're figuring it out as we go. And, and then I thought that was the biggest issue. I'm like, oh, we solve that, then people will get back to normal. And then I think now it's starting to realize that I think COVID is going to have is going to be the biggest thing we have to figure out the co- isolation of COVID and all the social ramifications of that. And I think we have we have st- stopped learning to deal with one another is the best way I could describe it. And you see it on the boards, I think. You know, um, I think it's just a reflection of that. And I will say myself for participation on the boards, I'm trying to do, you know, hey, trying to do the channel to keep that going, to provide some content and then trying this, you know, a, a, a board replacement, which, you know, so that there's places to a place to go for D3 fans. Right. Uh, posting has isn't a priority for me right now as much as i'd like to get to jump in yeah. it's just sometimes it's the things i want to say is easier said in a conversation like this than it is to for me to type out and do all the work behind it because i don't want to post 
if I'm going to go into depth, I want it to be meaningful, right? And I don't want it to be pithy or ripping on somebody else, right? Like, it's, right. that's not my way, so. Well, you've done, I mean, you've, your contribution has been massive and, I mean, it's refreshing. And so that's like the one, you know, otherwise, um, you know, it feels almost like, you know, like uh, hospice care, like when do, or when do, in the hospital, <laughs> when do you pull the plug? Like, yeah, I mean, it just feels like I tried to, you know, you try to keep something alive and then maybe there's a point where, you know, you're doing the smart thing is like, hey, that's not where it's at anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that site is um, not vigorous. Yeah, and maybe it maybe it wasn't ever as vigorous as I think it was, but um, this year particularly, you know, other than you and uh, the Kuiper guy who's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, even some of the old timers who used to post after every game or every mm. they go through their whole conference or I mean, they all have dropped off. Um, yeah. And some of it has to do with whether your team's doing well. And, but, yeah, when you get to the last four, like like I'm into St. Olaf and Washington College mm. and even Washington LA, but I'm not that excited about them. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, too, too far afield. No, I, I hate to say this, right? Like I'm excited because I think there's some good games and all that kind of stuff, and I've been Switzerland for a long time. I do think Mount Union should be the winner, but, you know – I um, it, it, but there is something, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's a few things that happened most notably last weekend where I was just kind of appalled and I just, it, it really, up until, or two weeks ago, that's really soured me really. And, and I've had some, con- I'll be fully transparent. I've had some conversations, some really heavy conversations with, with people people in the game about sort of what happened and mm-hmm. you know the the it's discouraging guys wondering if this is the thing to do if that's you know if winning is that big of a deal is this the sort of thing that they want to keep doing type conversations you know like it's kind of yeah know. and guys i respect and you know, I, I think the world of in terms of being soccer coaches, but they see it and they're drives them nuts. You know, like they can't, they can't, they they just don't, they don't understand how it, how, how you know a team can behave the way it does, and then there no be re, be no repercussions. I guess I'll say it plainly. So, and it's yeah, so without going any any deeper but um all right so before we dive into the one why why don't we start with the one that we could both agree that will be a fun game to watch and that we have the outcome is the outcome and we're not so morose about a possible outcome yeah <laughs> why don't we why don't we jump into to, to Washington College and St. Olaf to start. Does that uh, work? Yeah. Okay. So, I actually think this is a really interesting um, game. I, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I beg the forgiveness of um, Coach Dunshee for not paying attention to Washington College throughout the year. Like they went one zero and five, and I basically wrote them off before their before their um, first conference game. They went one zero and five, and I thought I am not going to participate in a team that ties. Yeah. <laughs> and I just and there are a bunch of them like that. Fortunately, fortunately they justified um, not being in the tournament. But I was like, I can't, I can't do that again. I can't do it again. Yeah. Um, but um and then after that they went ten and one. Ten and one before the Centennial Conference Tournament, which I thought again remarkable, but I had No, totally it was almost oblivious. all under the radar. Yeah. I mean yeah. That, that's 
I stopped. I mean, I paid attention to them early because ever since two years ago when they had such a great season, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I think you have to think about them or look. And then when they were one zero and five, I was like, okay, that's enough. Um, yeah. Oh so, yeah. And then goes all the way to them uh, knocking out my team. <laughs> yeah, I, which so. was which was remarkable, right? Like I. Yeah, and the interesting thing is they, they're winning. They don't score a lot of goals, but they concede even less, you know? Like, they bend, and I, I've been saying this. I, two years ago when they went on that the one run where they what, they lost to Stevens, maybe, was it? In, in the Sweet 16 or the round of eight? I think they lost to Topston or... Oh no! Yeah, yeah, they lost the Tufts. They lost. Yeah. They lost to Tufts. Great in game, game. in a tight game. game. Yeah, um, and then last year I didn't think they they had it all going, um, but they 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 don't score a lot of goals, right? Like, and they're still doing it, and that's the I think the remarkable thing because they're I think defensively they're pretty good, but you watch them and it looks like at any given moment they're just going to break in the back and. They're going to let in a floodgate of goals, but they never do. Um, the most, their leading scorer, Ben Strine, has seven goals. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, out of 30 that they scored, I think, 30 total goals. So, um, And then, on the flip side... I even wrote off St. Olaf. Like, maybe not wrote off. That might be strong. Writing off, I wrote off Washington, I will fully concede. St. Olaf, I just kind of like, I don't know, I just sort of didn't focus on them just because they were 1-3 and three to start the uh. season. <laughs> they lost to Chicago, Owu, and your team. Yeah, not Amherst, Kenyon. That's the one team I got right because all along I said I think St. Olaf and and you, you've always liked St. Olaf, but yeah, 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 you didn't know that if they, you didn't necessarily think they were Final Four material, but right, uh, yeah, yeah, that totally, totally. But then they went twelve and two for the rest of the season, and then they beat Wisconsin Superior, Carlton, which was Cinderella story. Wisconsin, yeah, that's a, ri- that's a rivalry, so they have to. They had yeah. to beat them twice. Yep. And then they go ahead and beat Chicago. Like how, I mean, it just, and they score a, they score three goals a game. Like that's how powerful they are in the goals. So you contrast that with Washington. I'll tell you, it could be a, it could be an interesting game. Could be a really interesting game. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Um, I mean, they got the one game where Washington got really outstatted was the Mary Washington game. Yeah, um, and they may be maybe that's a decent comparison because Mary Washington has that Kirkland and Berg, and then yeah. Saint Olaf has Gallman and Hakeem Morgan, Morgan and yeah. Shea Bechtel, right? Yeah, like which yeah. I think I think. I mean, and the the three of them score right. Like yeah. Gallman is a machine. They're all three of them are. They're the top scorers on the team. And I don't know. I like I said. I think Washington defends well. I just don't know if they've they have they can deal with the three these three forwards, including the player who I think is legit player of the year now, who is Victor Gallman. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't even think it's. I'm gonna say I don't think it's close, but you know, I get what? overruled. The United Soccer coaches and that they overrule me, and I don't understand <laughs> why. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, Washington. I just forgot. Lost my train of thought. But um, yeah, th- I think they're. If there's a Cinderella, they're the Cinderella, but then you have to, um, 
I mean, they shut down Kenyon's Alem Doradovic, who is a great sniper goal scorer. Mm -hmm. And then the Mary Washington guys we talked about. And who did they? Um, oh, Connecticut College. Did they beat? Connecticut uh, College, yeah. They beat Connecticut. So, I mean, so based on that, they can definitely beat St. Olaf. But, yeah. you know, and that. That Chris Comer guy, who I had never, ever heard of until they played Kenyon. Mm -hmm. he, he's like one of the best defenders in the I mean, yeah. he's like fantastic. Yeah. And that little, I say little, he's a little undersized um, goalkeeper. Pinto, he's... Oh, fun. yeah. He's a... He's one. Uh, he's going to have to perform, I will say. I think he's going to have to play on his head for most of the game i think yeah and um you know what's interesting with washington they always seem to like you know they let teams get wide you know like hey go as wide as you want get the ball in and try to you know drive it across but they are so tight defensively and that's right in front of goal that it's like i mean i remember was it Two years ago, last year, they played uh, Montclair, and they uh, two years ago, and they made Montclair look like they couldn't do anything. Lukovic couldn't do anything because he was just shut down for the for yeah. the game. And I thought, wow, that was and that's that's the way they play. Um, all right, so who do you who do you have? Who where where's the money going? Oh, I got to make a pick. <laughs> um. Oh boy, I, I could make a case for. Um, I mean, it's so easy to think that Washington College's run has got to end like somewhere, but yeah. Um, I mean, this is. Um, you love their coach. He's a great coach, right? So he's going to yeah. have a plan. He's going to have a plan yeah, for Coleman. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I sort of. I guess I mildly favor both as a fan and just prediction-wise St. Olaf. Um, it's a little bit of it is the um, Travis Wall piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's got to be so... I don't know. Um, <laughs> How do you, yeah. <laughs> like, they, now they decide to get to the final four, damn it. Where were but, they? but even even <laughs> the players like Gallman and um, yeah. Morgan, like, are they like, you should have never left. We're gonna like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they played earlier in the season yeah. at Kenyon. At Kenyon. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd sort of like to see Saint Olaf win the whole thing. But. All right, that's that's pretty bold. I have Saint Olaf winning against Washington College, two nothing. Okay. I don't. I don't think. I think they have too many, too many goal scoring threats to to deal with. You know, yeah, and work. and you know, they they're not afraid. Guys like Hakeem Morgan is not afraid to take guys one on one going yeah. to goal. Whereas I think a lot of teams try to go behind. Like I just I I just think they're going to be too good. And I and I'm sorry to my. Washington College friends and people yeah. the channel and Coach Dunchy, but Say, was St. Olaf down a goal to Chicago? Um, let's see. Because one of the keys for Washington College in all these games is they got the first goal. Yeah. And then they tightened up even more. Well, I think for them, right, they score and it's like yeah, they scored. That's right. I remember that. I mean, a killer goal. They, they scored four minutes into the game, and then Chicago scored three straight in starting in the tenth minute, the twenty-fourth minute, and then the thirty-second minute. It was it was three-two, thirty-two minutes in. Chicago sent Olaf. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago won the game. And then, no, yeah, no, no. and then the and, one they just played. Oh, the one they just played. Uh, the Elite Eight game. 
Because I think so, that impressed me that I think, Saint, if, unless I have it wrong, I think St. Olaf came from behind. They did. Ooh, they came from behind. Yeah, Chicago scored 31st minute. And then Victor Gallman scored in the 61st. And then I remember this one. Um, Hakeem Morgan scored the game winner. 87th, 88th minute. Like off a corner or a long throw or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And it was an even game. I mean, it was a... I mean, stat-wise, it was a real even. It was it was a real even game. I thought Saint Olaf was was better in possession than I thought Chicago was. But yeah. I like I said, there was always something about Chicago that I was never too certain well, about. Gonna pick, I'm going to pick Saint Olaf, but I I don't consider Washington College a big underdog. So no, I so I have it as two, and you can in my notes see. In my notes, I have it at 2-0 St. Olaf, although this could go to PKs. <laughs> like, yeah. that that's the way I can totally see that Washington not, I, I mean, yeah, Washington not allowing St. Olaf anything, yeah. especially in the midfield, but yeah. So. After all those complaints about no overtime anymore, like there sure were a lot of PK games in the... yeah. NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I, I wonder if there's a correlation. Like, I'd like to know. I wonder if stats are collected on number of PK games before they got rid of overtime in the NCAA tournament yeah. versus um, after, and see if is there a spike? Is it because Teams are learning to be better defensively than because they have to because they can get a point and if they can get a you know if they can break it if they could get a tie so they're learning to play a little bit differently I don't know that would be interesting to see all right so let's rip the band aid off of your other favorite team let's take a look at Amherst Washington and Lee. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you first, right? Knock yourself out. Not yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I don't I'm, I don't want to. It's not. I, I I draw. I try to be very not critical of teams, programs. Like I I, I try to keep it f relatively light, but. I will say that the and the things I heard, I will say that I've been in communication with other coaches and some folks who reached out who were there. Um, I was that I saw. I was very very disappointed in the post game celebrations, and and I am probably even more disappointed in the over and I think this is a longer history than me and is there the lack of accountability for their sideline antics yeah um, having said that they are super talented they are super tough to play when you just look at the soccer, I think they're they make it a nightmare for teams to play against, and it's a shame that the other stuff has to be part of the conversation about a team. And they're not gonna—I know they're not gonna like it, and they're not gonna, they're, you know, am hate and all that stuff, right? And I'll just blame you as for it, so that you get all the vitriol on the on the boards for being an am hater. The president of the Am Hater Club. I've actually tried to be very fair and balanced. <laughs> and I've commented that they're actually not quite as kick and run as people say. And they they do have some incredibly skilled players. Oh, I totally, yep. 
And, I mean, it's easy to, I mean, they're, it doesn't feel fair that they have, like, um, and he's not necessarily one of the most polite players on the team either, but, you know, they got that 6'8 kid up top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they got Enmore's kid, and then about four or five other 6'3", 6'2 yeah. guys. And a fantastic midfielder get... too, Ignacio Sebedo. I'm a big oh, fan. Yeah. He I'm doesn't even always team. start. And no. I, I think he just made first team all region or yeah. second team. I think he's um, fantastic. But yeah, he got like the game winning goal in the uh, semi NCAA semi. Was that against Chicago? Um, I think it was against Chicago, and then they lo- and then they lost in PKs to Connecticut. But um, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest challenge is the coach. How does the coach for the other team? I thought I, I asked this question about them for to the Middlebury crew. Like, mm-hmm. what? How do you thread the needle on preparing your team to match the physical intensity without? taking your own team out of their own game. Yeah. And, like, I had the little theory that, because Middlebury's so used to, like, Amherst kind of punking them, and it's like, okay, yeah. we're not going to go out that way this time. Yeah. And I wonder if that, maybe it didn't play any role at all, but um, I think the psychological, how, how do you prepare for them psychologically I don't know. I don't. Do you have a? I don't. Especially when you're there, you know, like you're there. Like, I just, I, I, I look. I and I'll say this too. Like, I think the the hard part is not to think that that they get away with a lot. It's hard not to. And I think they do, especially at home, I think they do apply a lot of pressure on a referee. Uh, And I, whether it's from the sideline or it's on the field, like I I can totally, and, and, and I think, and forget about all the other stuff, all the gamesmanship stuff, right? And how that, like, if you're if you could be dispassionate about that stuff you, it's hard not to think that you, they don't get they don't get to play they want to play without some tacit consent by the referee and i think that's what makes it hard. and i only say that because i can't tell you the amount i i mean the two things one thing was really obvious to me and well, was a, two years ago last year they had the the kid number 5 who would do the um, the flip, flip throw. Throws. Yeah. I mean, he was like the, the, like Cole Moriello at, at, uh, Williams. Every time he made, he did a throw invariably, it was a foul throw, not because of his form, but because of where he, they would take the throws from. Right. And the referee is just sort of like, not, no, not a big deal. Not a big deal. And always to their advantage, obviously. Um, and then against Middlebury, and it's not the first time I've seen it, on the goal, an Amherst guy literally tackled one of the defenders going for the ball. Like, full open field, wrap arms around, and dragged him down. They scored. Like, how does that not... How do you not see that? And, and it happens... I mean, look... I. Like every time I watch a game, something happens. Some something happens, and at some point you could say, "Well, you know, it's everybody has the wrong impression of Amherst," or you could say, "Maybe there's something to it." And I, I say it after watching for three years. There's something. There's something to to it, and I. No, there's definitely know. something to it, and I think they really don't care. They they almost no. feed off. They almost feed off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think so. I think I think they do a Coach Serpone does a masterful job with his team. It's us against the world, right? Like and I and I don't think that I don't 
I don't think it's for any particular reason other than I think coaches are sick and tired of going to Amherst and having to deal with the same nonsense, screaming from the sidelines, the, you know, shushing the crowds, all that kind of stuff. I think so. they're just they're just tired of it. They're just tired of it. And they, 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 after a while, you do feel, it feels like you can't get a fair game. I think that's. No, it feels like you're starting out with the field already tilted sixty forty or fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but um, it's not like they've been blowing, you know. And then no. they even pull that stuff with like who was that Cal Poly Suny Tech or who that first game they played and. Um, Let me see. Yeah, Jerome Peterson Jerome was the coach of. Uh, SUNY Poly or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. in the yeah, tournament. That was like a one or two goal. I mean, so it was a one goal two, game for a long time. Yeah, it's two, 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 one. Um, two one. So I mean, it's not like they're that incredible, but uh-uh. and then on the other side of it, of the other three, um, I think one of our big fans didn't totally follow what I was saying, but. Um, of the other three, I think Washington Lee is the best prepared to play Amherst, like because they've yeah. they've been in the Final Four, mm-hmm. they've played Connecticut, they just played Tufts, they just beat a tough Colorado College team, they played at Kenyon last year. You know, they've played, I think they've they, seen it. I think they have the weight of experience. You know, like I yeah. think they have. And I think they understand that going into a game like this, like that they have to stay disciplined to whatever their game plan is and not get rattled because right. I, uh, you know, cause I think, I think that's part of it. Right. I think teams go into play Amherst and again, this is the fantastic work that they've done. Right. I mean, there is something to be said that these guys are, they, they're, they, they, they're in it to win it every time, you know, <laughs> like they're not a fly by night team that, you know, yeah. has a bunch of bad years and then a good year. And then, no, they're consistently top 10, to, a top 10 team. Right. And I think a team like Washington and Lee, I think has that has it right now where they can go into that game and understand the trap that it can be. And if they get caught up in it, then Amherst, it's Amherst game. Right. You know, because that's where I think they feed off of it. I think if you go in there passively and be like, yeah, I don't care what you do. Um, Amherst is in trouble against a team like that. But if you go in all hyped and you're hyping with them and then the talk, you know, trash talking starts and you get more hype, that's the Amherst game. They want to out hype you and. You know, yeah. So. No, I think Washington. I mean, I admittedly I don't know a ton about him, but I I think Singleton is the perfect coach yeah. for this game, and for all the talk about all of Serpone's degrees, I actually think um, Singleton may have a master's in psychology. Yeah, I'll have to check that. But um, he, yeah, I think so. I thought he was a PhD, but he's not. I don't think he is. Anymore. He might have been in a psychology PhD program, but. Um, but he was definitely, a, you know, he's definitely a really, didn't he go to Penn or something like that? Yeah. yeah. He's my, um, you don't know this, but every time I reference my therapist, my soccer therapist, yeah. it's him. I pay him like 75 bucks an hour, one, you know, a session a week. And, you know, well, that's money well I, spent. I talk to him about my childhood and he gives me prescriptions for, you know, dealing with the week. Like when yeah. you're not watching, don't think about it. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. I, so who's your pick? Well, that's what's interesting. All right. So there is the there is the what I hope happens. Right. Which I'd like to see a really good game, and I would like to see Washington and Lee win. But. <laughs> This this is the outcome. I'm going to read this verbatim because I I put a lot of thought into it. This is 
there is a way I, I would like to see this game go, and then the game that will happen. And what will happen is that Amherst will get a throw-in that will be sent into a box. A Washington and Lee defender, poised to head the ball, will be tackled in the box without a foul being called. The ball will then hit off a couple of defenders, to which Amherst will go into a tizzy about there being a PK. And as the keeper makes a sprawling dive and gets possession of the ball, it will be kicked out of his hands for the go-ahead goal, and Amherst will celebrate in front of the Washington Lee bench as as if they scored the greatest goal in soccer history. That's what's going to happen. And I, and I'm typing this. I'm thinking, oh, that's funny, honey. And I'm like, no, that, that's the way it could happen. <laughs> that's the and then and then after all that, Serpone will go to the press conference and say how much he respects and loves Washington. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. We are look. We might. You may want to like go into like a secure bunker into hiding for a few <laughs> weeks. Until after this game. I I know my grandkids won't be going to Amherst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. That's the... It's a shame. My favorite favorite author is David Foster Wallace, who went to Amherst, and his father was a philosophy professor there. Oof. Anyway. Hence Uh, the shirts. So those 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 are literature shirts. Those aren't... You're, you're right. right. They're not sports. You're not cheering on the sports programs. You're cheering on the English department or whatever your philosophy department. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so as far as I'm concerned, the best case scenario <laughs> is Washington and Lee versus the winner of Saint Olaf and Washington College. Like that's, I'll, I'll be content. And at that point, whoever raised, I really would like, I would, I, I mean, Washington College hasn't won it. Washington and Lee hasn't won it, right? And St. Olaf hasn't won it. Right. Amherst has. The Amherst has only won it once, so. Yeah. I would totally be okay with one of the scenarios where the team that has not won it wins. Which is terrible. That's like, hey, who do you who 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 do you want to who are you going to vote for? And you're like, you could do Beelzebub or you know, yeah. <laughs> or Satan. Which one choose? Like, I, I don't know. Like, they're both. Yeah. So next next year on this exact day, we'll be having this exact same conversation. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen all over again. And we'll Round. hate them even a little bit yeah, more. more. <laughs> Oh my lord! And, um, and, we got, and, I, and I think Inmore is around for at least one more year, maybe two. Yeah, I like the kid. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say I think he's an actual really, really good defender. Yeah, he and is. I, I actually like. I, I think he is, he is. I think he's a key piece of that back line. Um, uh, in, in all seriousness. And that's well, he, he's again. He's the one that wrapped his arms around the guy for the corner and scored the goal. <laughs> goal. Was it? I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if yeah. that was the Middlebury game or. Um... It was the Middlebury, Middlebury right? Because that was the. It was an OT. No. The Occidental game. That's where it was. It was yes. the Occidental game in overtime. And I thought Occidental looked really good. And I'm yeah. thinking, is and sure enough, rap. Like open field tackle just. NFL style, got him. Yeah, Amherst does not have a great record with PKs. They uh, don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they can game it. <laughs> they they can't game it. They can't yell from the sideline. Well, they can, but they don't have stands behind the goals, so they can't do that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So. Hey, I have a weird. This is a random, my random mailbag question. Do you have any idea? You're not a hockey guy, are you? Not really. I, I was I was watching five minutes. Of, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but um, I was watching 
like five minutes last night, and then I said, "How come? How come they never do passbacks to the goalie in hockey? It's not against the rules, right? I mean, I'm sure occasionally it's happened, but they don't do it as a standard thing like soccer." Yeah, that's does. a good question. I don't think it is right. Well, it, you can other... if you get what is it icing? What's it called? If you pass it. Three lines, two lines? Icing, yeah. Icing, yeah. Like, maybe it's because it's too fast that if they do pass it to the goal. But if you're the... passing in your own half back, that's right. not icing. Well, I, w- I would think, too, it has something to do with the stick, right? And how they have to hold this, how, a, how, a, how they hold the stick, right? Because yeah. it's their wrist down and out. And they receive the ball because they have the pads or the puck. Yeah. The ball. <laughs> yeah. I know how. The other, thing, the other uh, <laughs> bizarre thing I thought of it, are there, is there any sport, are there any sports besides hockey and lacrosse where the end line is not with the goal? Um, no, no. And I'm wondering who create, who thought of that? Isn't isn't um, cricket? I was wondering about cricket, but I don't. Oh, we'll have to ask him more. He'll know about cricket. He'll know cricket. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I well, right? Isn't the looks like baseball to me? It's kind of, sort of, but I thought the the field was like circular. Yeah, I. It looks Greek to me when I see it. Oh, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't. I I've I've tried tried a couple times and it was like what I can't. Um, oh rugby, ru- no. That has a playing field behind it where it doesn't score a point. I see what you're saying. No, because yeah, in lacrosse fi- field hockey, no. And I was thinking for hockey, how brilliant that was, or like because you need to be able to skate around the goal yeah uh you need to be able to have that freedom but uh, yeah well uh, it gives you it gives you a path right like because if it doesn't you have to stop right right. you can't you you have to stop and then because then and you can't yeah yeah, yeah. it helps the whole flow of the game yeah yeah yeah. anyway i got you far afield there but um you did and now my brain hurts because i had to think of other sports there are other sports just go back to your note. What's next on your notes? That's it. I, it just uh, it it concludes it concludes with the um, the goal that Amherst is going to score. Yeah. What about the final? Oh, you're just gonna. You're just hoping. I'm I'm hoping. Yeah. I think if it's Washington and you know what the what would be really good soccer, I, I think I think would be really really good soccer. And that we would see goals, and it, it would be like the beautiful, could be the beautiful final, would be Washington and Lee St. Olaf. Because I think both of those teams like the ball, they like to keep it on the deck, they like to move it. I, I think, and there would be some real, I think that would be the best soccer game. Do you think, do you think Washington and Lee is, um, I actually haven't paid a ton of attention to them, to be honest. But like, are they big enough? Like, can they physically, even if they have all the right psychology going into it, mm-hmm. can they physically match? Or I think they can. They're they're. Let me look at their roster. Like one of their best players is Grant McCarty. He's not a big kid. Um. Uh, but he's a midfielder. Wimbi with a Wayimi Agbiagbigi, whatever. He has he has decent size. He's six two. Alec Perez five nine. What about on their back line? They have that PJ. PJ. Ryan? Yeah, PJ Ryan. He's six one. 
Yeah, he's so, he's solidly built though, but yeah. yeah. Six one. Willie Hall, is that his name? It was six foot. I, I mean, they're not ginormous. I don't see yeah. any ginormous guys. Six foot. There's they're, the back line's six foot or more. Yeah. Um. The best thing is they played some good, good teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if they could, no. You can't say that, right? Because the first thing that's going to happen is if they get a throw in, the ball's going to be launched in, right? And I, my thinking was, like, you got to prevent them from getting the opportunity to put the ball into the air, into the box. Because then all bets are off, you know? Because then you think you got it. Oh, I got, there's my guy who's going to get leveled and no call's going to be made. And I know that's terrible, but... And I just think that they're capable of creating such chaos in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, even fair chaos, but it's what they do, and that's how they score. I might have to move out of the country. No, you're ninety-five uh, percent of our viewing audience agrees with us. So, <laughs> yeah, they're just afraid to say anything. <laughs> You know, it, 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 like I said, hey, you, you, it it's on videotape. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty damning, like to me. This what I what I what you see I can't unsee what I saw, and all the explanations make sense or not. All the the conversations I've had with people over the last ten days, you're like, man, that is so. Yeah, this probably is totally, and this, this is really going to get me in trouble, so you should probably edit it out. But um, <laughs> Totally not. Because, yeah. Well, because people have such intense feelings about this topic anyway because of how mm-hmm. messed up it got. And then, but, yep. um, but yeah, Amherst gives me a little bit of a Duke lacrosse vibe, like a very frat house. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, we can act out, you know, we're... We're a bunch of wealthy kids. We can act out. Um, mm. That's what winners are all about. Yeah, yeah. We're winners. Yeah. You know, go screw yourself. Like they yeah. don't care. Um, no, I, I think, I think, in fairness, I do think that they, they, like you said before, right? Like whatever it is, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's indif- indifferent. I. Whatever it is that they have built in in terms of team culture and the buy-in and all that stuff, they're they're committed to like you know the the few Amherst folks who have reached out to me and like they're they're bought in, you know yeah. they're bought into that team and that you know us against the world all that kind of, whatever it is I don't pretend to know but like they. They legitimately have bought into in, into the whole culture of the team, so which is fair, which is great. Again, I think without it, I think the wheels come off. But you know, like uh, it, I think it's I think again, I just I'll just say it again. I think it's a shame, right? Yeah. I don't I don't think that stuff is is necessary is needed. I think they have a talented team in their own right. I just think it messed it up. And and I, you know, I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even, I mean, my, I came this close to not even, like, talking about them. Like, just, nope. Like, I'm going to talk about Washington and Lee, and whoever they're playing, they're playing, I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah. Just because I, I, again, it's like, I feel like I need to do something. You, you know what I mean? As weird yeah. as that sounds, like. I'm, I'm let me sure. um, from my let me end on a high point for me. So, first, one of the things it's weird that Amherst and Messiah create the same level of like once you see their jerseys, you think you're going to lose, but it's for totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. But they they both have an intimidation that's based on their record of winning, and yeah, um, and they they have the same kind of tightness. You know, they have the yes. same kind of brotherhood, which point. is what 
yeah. I wanted to just mention is that when you watch all these press conferences after teams win or lose, mm-hmm. you know, to a, to a team, they all talk about their brothers and what the experience yeah. has meant to them. And, um, and I feel, I think that partly my depression is a little bit about that, that there's, there's so much great stuff that happens and then all anybody cares about is who wins the national title. And yeah. there's all these other great stories and, you yeah. know, teams that won their first NCAA game ever or they made the tournament yeah. for the first time or, yeah. or they got to the Elite Eight for the first time. Um, you know, like what, teams like Widener and Lebanon Valley and Mount Union yeah. and uh, Carlton. I mean, there's so yeah. many great stories. Yeah. But, you know, it sort of it feels like that it got uh, overshadowed. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think mean, that's, that's very... That's, I guess that's the nature of... Yeah. Stuff like this. But. Well, I, you're you're right. I mean, that's... I mean, we could... Maybe that's the... We have to do two more shows. <laughs> one more one more show. We have to do one more show for the season. And then we can... And then, and then we can... Negotiate, renegotiate contracts for a season three. Um, but there are, I, I mean, the whole season has been, there have been some great, I mean, surprises, right? To, to me, I mean, you mentioned a few of them. I, look, look at Washington College, I think, was, again, I think for a lot of folks, it's just sort of under the radar. And I think that's a great thing. It's just a great. Well, great did you story. come into the season thinking Mount Union was no. going to go like sixteen two and one? No, no, yeah, not at all. And then get robbed. They would have been here. They would have been in the dance if they if they hadn't been robbed. Well, they would have won the whole thing. They would have totally. I'm actually thinking that we should we should they whoever wins should forfeit the final and um, or forfeit the trophy and send it to Alliance Ohio. That's what I think. That's yeah. my latest. So, um, All right. so anyhow. All right, brother. We march on. Okay. Uh, um, um, we'll, we will, we will talk. Okay. All right. Yep. Take All care. Right. Yep. Have See a good ya. weekend. Bye.